And welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast that I, it's called Father Seekers, but we it's kind of an overall just a podcast for men, mm. podcast for for people that 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 are fathers, for people that aren't fathers, for people mm. that didn't have a father growing up, for people that had one and might have yeah uh, might not have been ideal. Um, so. Good morning, good afternoon, yeah. good evening, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, this We have just returned from summer break. Yep. It was a great summer. Well, it's it's still summer, actually, but but we're winding it up. We're well, shutting it, it down. It, it's summer, but I'll tell you what. She's over. I'm taking, I'm wearing my jacket now when, oh. I, when, I'm, when I'm coming to work. Mornings are, mornings are very dewy on the grass. There we go. The, the the light fall jackets are coming out. Here we go. Uh, shorts are being put away. By most. By most. I wear shorts for two weeks or so mm. out of the year. Mm. And though they're long gone. <laughs> so we took a sabbatical. Um, mm. And I say we... Uh, there, I mean, we produce this this show at, at Life Church in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the summer, for whatever reasons, people don't listen to those main podcasts. Mm. And so we've kind of uh, we've kind of put a, put a pause on most, all but two of the podcasts we produce here. And Father Seekers is one of them. Mm. It's like, it's summer. Mm. People go and do things. I don't, see, I, when I listen to podcasts, I, I always I always did it at work. Like, I put, I put one mm. earbud in and listened to podcasts all day while I was cutting video and stuff. Yeah. So I, I assume that in the summer, people are still at work. I don't know. Is that unusual? Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends who do the podcast thing are are chronic listeners. Like yeah. they will listen to something all the time and mostly at work or mostly at travel. They won't do it in their leisure time. Right. But they do it as in, instead of, or with music. And so there's, there's, there's probably three tiers of people. There's some that only listen to exactly what they want to hear. There's some that experiment and listen to other things. And then there's some that are, are faithful to a certain set or sect of types or po- of podcasts. Yeah. So they'll, they, they will listen to that. And I've talked to a lot of guys about that and most of them use them for purposeful use, such as leadership, business, entrepreneurship. So it's very, it's very, it's very categorized. It's very set in stone. So there's, there's all sorts out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, when when I worked in that in that environment where it was kind of just quiet editing all day, I, I listen. I was notorious, and I, and I worked all year long. Mm-hmm. So it's just surprising that a lot of people, um, statistically speaking, drop off in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's like are, you guys aren't working still. In like, this in this area, it's 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 that because yeah. everybody goes north. But I've actually had a couple of calls from regular listeners. Hey, man, where's the, where's the podcast? So we we're taking a month off, a couple of months off to look at some things and, mm-hmm. and take just, a little break, go travel. Yeah. And that's you've been on sabbatical. I haven't yeah. saw you. This is I saw you ten minutes ago. Yeah. It was the first time I saw you in about two yeah. months. Yeah. And and the first I I gave you a hug. Say, hey, man, well you're looking good, bro. Because you are looking good. You're looking healthier, way healthier yeah. uh, than you were this time last year. Um, but I also said. I don't want to ask you about your, about, about your, your travels because I want to, yeah. I want to press record yeah. and I want to, I want to get like, I don't want it to be a rehash or a mm-hmm. repeat. So, uh, tell me, tell me about your travels. Why did you, why did you, why did you travel? Yep. So, um, I, I had the opportunity to take a sabbatical. Our pastors, uh, said, you know, you need to take some time off and go away 
and there were some family things that I had to deal with, 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 uh, my mom and some other family issues. And so I, I went down South, uh, to Knoxville and then I went to Dallas, uh, and then, then ended the, the whole trip up with doing a wedding for my niece. So it was a great trip rested. What I, what I found was that it took me like three weeks to just unravel and say it, it's okay to not be at work doing anything. It's okay to under now. A lot of people don't have that opportunity to take that time because when they go on vacation, they've got a short period of time and then they unravel for two days and then wind it back up again to do the party. Mm-hmm. So, so to that point, very blessed and it was a great opportunity and. Well, from it, I learned, you know, I saw some of the guys at the coffee shop this morning. They said, hey, how you doing? What, what's going on? And they said, how did your trip go? And I said this. I've learned a couple of things while I was gone that have resolutely changed my life. Mm. Like resolutely changed my life. One of the guys in the room said, I've never, ever and all the time I've known you, seen you so relaxed. Yeah, yeah. You 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 have a right. you have a, a, a an aura about you right now. Yeah. Um. And I've I've guarded like I came back, I came back, Keith. I'm going to be a pirate with my time. Like, I felt like I had to save the world. You know, help everybody, anybody that asked. And it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm determining who's important and who's not. I'm determining how to delegate, how to raise up leaders, how to pass pass people off, how to how to channel and move people. Be a people mover, not mm-hmm. a not a people fixer. There's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. But here's the here's the one thing and we'll we'll jump into this in just a second, but here's one thing that resolutely changed my life. The church that I went to when I lived in Knoxville, I went there. And they were doing a sermon series and one of the messages was about the kingdom. So the it was really interesting, and so that that triggered me to to go. Well, you know, I've I've read that scripture and I've read the words, and I know what some of the words mean. So I went back and read again and read probably the greatest sermon ever preached uh, by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anyone about, actually sermon on the mount? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I began to just read, and I thought to myself, like, I had this conversation with pastor before I left. Oddly enough, and I said, I've I've taken. Or no, I saw him during sabbatical and and I had this conversation with him. I said, what I've done is I've changed the lenses through which I look at the world. And now I look at the world and at people through kingdom lenses. Explain that to me. Because you have me on the edge of my seat. kingdom, Kingdom is like, hey, bro, I love you. Like... In the Greek, there are four or five different words for the word love. In the New Testament, there are several meanings for the word kingdom, mm. right? The kingdom the kingdom's not here, but it's here because it's in you and it's in me. So the kingdom's here, but it's not here. It's not it's not um, it's not a people that make up the kingdom, but it, it it but people are in the kingdom. But more the kingdom is about the reign of Christ, the reign of God in the world. So I took that and I, I put these lenses on and I said, I'm going to look at the world through Matthew 6, 33 and 34, which 34 actually 
it it's it resurrected something and sealed something else. It cut it off. Matthew six thirty three. Um, it depends on which which version you read, but I read the New Living. I like that, but I, I read all that. all the all the versions. I, like I, I tend to lean NIV. NIV is really good. NASB nineteen ninety five, and then New King James Version. Like New all the King James Version. I'm telling you, I didn't see that coming. Oh well, I'm telling you, I'm NIV, uh, uh, ESV, yeah. and NLT. Yeah, almost exclusively. Yeah, and for you who don't know what ABC, all all these ABCs are, I don't. I don't even <laughs> want to explain to you what they mean. If you no. don't understand anything, it's okay. Just, just go Google N. IV. Yeah. D- and you will easy. get your answer. Yeah. I, I, I've, in my time uh, in this summer break, I've learned more while discipling. Yeah. That you give them just enough information that if they're hungry enough, yep. and I promise you your life will yep. change. I promise you your yes. life will change. But I'm just, I'm not going to yes. feed you. Here's the thing. I'm going to show you in the cupboard what you need to make this meal. Here's the thing that, that we did chat about this before hitting the button. And we did chat about the Thursday night crew. Mm-hmm. How, how, how some of them, we all are, we get into that, that place where we need to be spoon fed. And then we begin to understand things with a, a certain mentality or an, an understanding, but there's more to it. And, and that's expanded the process of Thursday night now, and it's become more of a discipleship movement mm-hmm. than it has a gathering. Right. Correct. So give me the scripture. Here's the scripture, Matthew six thirty three. Okay, just just forget everything you've ever learned. Forget everything <laughs> you've ever learned. You're like, oh, dude, bro, just read the scripture. Okay, here it is. It's a, seek the kingdom of God above all else, above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So I like, okay, let's unpack this, because right. that's super straightforward. But, but 34. That's super straightforward. But check this. And this is the caveat to the thought of seek the kingdom. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. So we've heard we've heard this scripture, right? I mean, if you've if you're listening, I'm 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 hopeful that you've at least maybe heard it as like a maybe a motivational poster. And if yeah. you didn't know where it came from, yeah, totally cool. But it's one of those things. Don't uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, just focus on today or mm-hmm. one day at a time mm-hmm. or some people use it. Some, some folks in the, um, in the prosperity thing, mm-hmm. they use it like, yeah, seek the kingdom and God will pay you for it. Well, that's really not what that means. Like I'm just, I'm going to, I'm, right. I'm going to throw that out there real quick and just say, that ain't what that means. Another cliche. Man. And this cliche, I, I really enjoy in my life because it's accurate. Mm-hmm. God pays great mm-hmm. and God does pay great. Right. But, it's it's like it's like the prayer of Jabez. You can't pray the prayer of Jabez and then tell God how to bless you, because <laughs> his understanding it supersedes. Here's if we could understand this, and this ties back to the verse. If we could understand that God sees behind us, before us, around us, through us, and into the future, and He will bless us with what we need to do His will. If we are not receiving blessing, and this is just the kingdom lenses, if we're not receiving blessings from God and those are clear blessings, then we're not doing God's will. It's just that simple. It's that simple. I I, I concur in my life when- Now, God uh, does bailouts, yeah. and it's not pleasure, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's usually, not fun. It, 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 it's usually a teaching moment. Mm. Like, uh, like I have a teaching moment with my children. Um, I, at some points have to make my voice guys. Yeah. Guys. Turn it up. Come on. And I'm, you know, inside me, I'm not like furious, yeah. but they, the, the timber of my voice, mm-hmm. the, they respond. I mean, I'm at a point with my children now, if I just get up out of my chair, yeah. they, they're like, whoa, okay. And they, they, they stop yeah. what they're doing. They line up. <laughs> right. But it's not because I struck them. <laughs> it's a good place. It's not because I hit them with a, with a, with a, with a like stick or anything. Yeah. I have just at moments had to turn the faucet a little bit warmer mm. in my voice, mm-hmm. you know, and God does that with us. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, sometimes his voice has to get a little, mm. mm-hmm. I do that with my kids like, mm. yeah. Hey, Adler. Mm. And then yeah. he's, he stops. Yeah. He's like, shakes him. Yeah. And God does that to us. We, if you, if you think about your relationship with God, like a, like a father son relationship, mm-hmm. like, like a leave it to beaver mm-hmm. style of relationship. God is a lot like that. Yeah. He, he's the ever, he's the ever present father that, uh, it, when you go 50, 60, 70 sitcoms, the ones mm-hmm. that come here, son, I want to yeah. talk to you. He, that is God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not a come here, son. I want to talk to you. It's a, mm. yeah. you know, what's interesting about what you're saying. And it's, it's accurate as far as raising kids, like our kids just respond. That's what they respond to. They, what we, how we treat them, they develop an understanding of what's coming next. And it's like that with God. But when, when, when you go back to the the idea, the picture of the lenses, like the how we see God, ourselves and people, will dictate the pleasure and the peace level in our life. Okay, explain it. Break that down. If if I if I perceive that I have to if I have to perform or do certain things for God, out of out of past brokenness or past past things that were not healthy for me. If I'm living for God and seeking his kingdom through that understanding, then I'm going to miss it. But defining the kingdom, you have to go all the way back up to Matthew 5, 1, and then begin to read through and then read after that what's happening. But, but here's, here's the deal. When we seek the kingdom first, first and and God's righteousness not mine not yours not anybody else's but righteousness God's righteousness means that I do things the way that God would do them or the way he's instructed me to do them righteousness defined as to being right with just, God just in right standing right standing with God and to being right being in right standing is not a one-time act. It is, it is both instantaneous and progressive. Mm-hmm. It is, it is when I, when I enter into a relationship with Jesus, I've entered into this. So it started, then I continue it and live and learn righteously. It's like some of the things that since I've started this process in my life that I'm walking through just healthy daily stuff and emotions. And it's like things that I did before just in relationships with people, the way you talk to people, the way now it's like, uh, I wished that I had not done that. Mm. And then I would regret it and regret, be upset yeah. and, and then get up. But you got to let it go and move on because that when we hang on to anything past this, this immediate moment, we're living in the past 
and we're worrying about tomorrow already. Yeah. And that's, already. And that's a play on that, that verse too. Like a, a lot of times people will say, well, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. But I, I venture to say that there are a vast, large number of people that aren't worried so much about tomorrow, but are just focused and drowned on what happened yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. that just can't let things go and don't right. want to let things go. And then when they say, well, I've prayed on it, I've let, I've given it no. to God and they actually no. haven't no. given it anything. No. That's, that's a, it's a, it's today. Yesterday happened and that's, you have a, a chance to make amends for these things. But today, if you don't focus, if you don't put your, 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 your thoughts on today, you're just going to be rewriting yesterday and you're going to have just more yes. remorse, more yes. regrets. Because here's what today is encapsulated with today is encapsulated with the past, the present, and the future, the immediate future, and the long term future. We can make long term decisions. We can make a decision in a moment that turns into a long term thing mm. uh, and affects us the rest of our lives. But in every day, there's past, present, and future, and the bulk of that is is the present. We can make the past the big deal, and we can look at it and emphasize that and regret it and try to respond or people who operate out of a, tra- a trauma narrative or a trauma-based narrative is is going to recreate in this day today they're going to recreate yesterday today yeah here's the power about today we can re- we can create anything we want and we do create if you think you don't create you are wrong. You are dead wrong because you are creating right now. Oh, 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 right now. Almost all of my problems in my life have been self right manufactured. Now, right now. And then those, the past and the present, project into the future. So there's this always this shifting sand where we have to land on the rock somewhere. So where's the rock? The rock is the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. is the kingdom. So what is it that I have to do to make everything in my life the way I see people, the way I understand people, the way I interpret, the way I even execute wisdom, I have to. I have to look through kingdom lenses. Will, will this, will this, will this please God? Will this bring glory to God? Is this the way that when Jesus came and He said, "Do this, walk this way," when I'm doing that, then I'm seeking and pursuing. The word "seek" actually in this verse means to pursue and to crave. So if I'm always pursuing and craving God's kingdom, I'm centered and focused upon what is God's will for this moment and this 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 time right now. And one of the things when we lose sight about that moment, we totally we totally make the mistakes some mistakes of a lifetime um when you say mis- so when you lose sight of that moment mm-hmm. right what if a person's never had that epiphany you know if they've never been there how do they even get to the point of being able to lose focus on it is it of righteousness yeah yeah oh well like, like what are the building blocks too like so you we, we've explained like if you if you've already had it and you don't focus on it it's gone but i i know there's people listening and say well i've, I've never had it how well, do, how but do wait I get minute. it to begin with but wait if if we if we have it and don't focus on it we don't lose it it becomes a condemnation factor in our lives and it creates and corrupts who we are here's why mm. here's why when we when we begin to seek other things than God's kingdom, 
we get selfish, we get intimidated, mm-hmm. we get insecure, we pursue things that 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 are not healthy for us. We pursue selfish selfish things. We actually seek after things which we believe to be God. When when I use kingdom lenses, I'm looking at myself, the people, people I, I love and deal with, and the world through these lenses. And then it refocuses it. Here's the thing, Keith. I my mind before I left was cluttered with a lot of things. Like what? Uh, like what? I think I think the uh, unpacking of a lot of things yeah. would bring yeah busyness. Uh, things I thought were my responsibility that weren't my responsibility, but I assumed the responsibility for along with my regular respons- responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that was all self-imposed. And this professionally speaking. Right. Right. And then there were some things in, in my personal life where, where family and, and even, well, what if I'd done this with my kids or what if I'd done this? Regret and remorse. Like, yeah. Or what if I had, what if, what if I'd made the decision to take that job where what, you know what? You can what if all day, mm-hmm. but the fact that the, the key remains that if, if I'm, if I'm anxious about what's happened in the past, I'm corrupting today and I'm creating worry for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today's got enough to, to pay attention to. Right. Jesus was saying here, there's enough today in front of you to focus on, to execute my kingdom. There's enough when Jesus called us to follow him, he, he called us to follow him, to imitate, to emulate, and to mimic, to j- just do what he did. Mm-hmm. Not be perfect about it. No, no, because the, here's the thing I'm finding. The more that I try to emulate him, the more mistakes I make. The more I try to mimic his behavior, the more. And when I get off course with my own emotions or my own thinking or or I'm tired or weary or I I'm, I'm make not a world earth shattering decision, but I, I make a decision that I wouldn't have made otherwise had I been focused on the kingdom. It's like you just create a little issues for yourself. But when we look forward and we're clarifying, viewing, walking, moving relationships, we're clarifying, how does this forward the kingdom in my life? How does this forward the kingdom of God in their lives? How does this forward the kingdom of God in my future? Then we begin to declutter and, and move away a lot of mental and emotional fog. Okay. It's like it's a filtration system. If it doesn't pass the test, if it doesn't pass through this kingdom filter, then I'm not doing it. I don't want anything with it. I want anything to do with it. Now, there's two, there's two uh, scriptures that, that ring out for me. And, and I, off the top of my head, I don't know their numerics. So mm-hmm. unless I, you want, we want to stop mm-hmm. and me Google it, okay. but I'll give you the summary of the stories. And, and, yeah. and hopefully if you're listening, you'll, you'll, you've heard the story at least once in your life mm-hmm. and we can quickly, you can quickly Google and find and read the whole thing. <clears throat> the first one that come to my mind as you were talking was um, when, when God was speaking uh, to, to a large group of people and, uh, and, and he, he talks about removing, if your eye is giving you problems, Mm-hmm. Like if that's leading you to sin, take it out, mm-hmm. rip that sucker out, get mm-hmm. rid of it mm-hmm. because it's better to enter the kingdom, uh, with missing one eye mm-hmm. than to, to not enter it at all. Yeah. Um, he, he also says something, one of your appendages, I think, I think it was the, your arm or something. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if that arm's causing you to, to sin, get rid of it, cut that darn thing off. Yeah. And, uh, people will, um, I've, I've heard people argue about this, like not, I guess not argue, but say like, 
I mean, how ridiculous is this? This is in your Bible, and he wants you to cut your eyes out. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's a sin, uh, we, we forget that that, or maybe we don't put in the context that Christ was saying ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. Like the people he was talking to, he knew that when he was saying it out loud, that the people that were listening would be like, "That's that's ridiculous." Even even the second it was being said, the large group of people found it to be ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? It, it was a, it was an exagger- it was an incredible exaggeration of what you should do, mm-hmm. and he made it an incredible exaggeration of what you should do because uh, if you're going to live by your own law, then you will be judged stricter based right. on your law. It's exactly right. So when, when but but if you live towards Christ and towards the kingdom, it's not about being perfect. Then no, it's about hey. If you want to do it yourself, fine, but you're going to be judged because you're, you'll be judged stricter. You're, right. you're, you will not be getting the curve on this test. Right. All right. But if you want to live it through me, um, I have conquered these things. Uh, super easy for me to get rid of it and go through it. So remember when you're when you're when you're living your life and when you're aiming towards righteousness and when you're uh, maybe I'm not at the Pastor Barry uh, epiphany moment yet. Uh, remember that. That if you're living for the kingdom with kingdom lenses on, that's the only prerequisite. That's it. If you are, if you are not living for the kingdom, living for Christ, then yes, you, we're going to expect you to not have an eye in in heaven. As how ridiculous and ludicrous is that sound? We're going to expect your hands to be chopped off because they lead you to sin. It is impossible to do this sinless. The 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 idea there is the radical removal of anything that that interferes or interrupts my relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the radical removal you, of it. You have a relationship with Jesus though. You're going to be, your, your test will be graded on a curve. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But here's the thing though. I think, I think as we just, as we take a step back and look at it, we, we we force ourselves sometimes to look at the world through so many different lenses. But if we just have this one that we know is accurate it's true. It's if we're Jesus followers, if we're Jesus guys, Jesus girls, if we're, if we're those people, then we're, we're two steps ahead of the crowd. When we just look at things in regard to, is this forwarding, is this moving forward, the kingdom of God in my life, in the life of others Mm -hmm. and in my future, Is, is it, is that what's happening here? Because it's easy to get sidetracked otherwise. It's easy to get, it's easy to listen to the voice of contempt and the little whispers that say, did did God really say that? Mm -hmm. Did he really, did he really mean, did he really mean that? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you a question. Uh, I don't think we ever really brought up a topic for this show other than sabbatical. Yeah, and I'm, I'm we're more than halfway through, and I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's run with this, and we'll just use what we 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 had notes. We <laughs> let's just use the show notes for next next we had next notes. recording. I promise it. Did. But but let's talk about how does how does a guy how does a guy how does a guy first of all adopt the usage of kingdom lenses, and then let's talk about okay how to be how to how to refresh and refire your mind and create a rhythm of, of kingdom in your life. Then because I'm the host, I'm going to ask a question. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in, in, in key in light of the first point, um, where, uh, did you have a moment in this last two months, an aha moment where the light bulb turned on 
um, you said it was, it was at a, it, it, you were listening to a sermon. Yeah. Um, uh, my guess is that while you attend a church, um, because you've been a pastor for almost all of your adult life, mm-hmm. that you don't probably often have like, it's not new information being spat mm-hmm. to you. Right. So like, it's right. like, you've spent the vast majority of your life studying the Bible. So it, I would find, I would venture to say that it's probably unlikely that someone is going to say something that you're like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Right. So when you have the aha moment, the Holy spirit moment, you know, what, what, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? Because as a person that I've also had those moments, um, I want our listeners to know that those moments are very real. Yeah, they are. And, and yeah. I think that maybe some people, when they hear other men talk about having those moments, yeah. they, they don't realize that they probably have too. They right. just thought it was something okay. else. So I can speak to that. That's a really incredible question. And, um, it's called, it's called a Kairos moment. Can you spell it? Kairos. It's, I think I can. It's it's K A I R O S or K I A R O S. Kairos. It's a Greek word. Okay. And what that word means is that it's an it's a natural interruption in time. Like there's okay. So here's the way this works. So you're driving down the road and you hear a song that you and your band played and it ripped the place apart. And that's an outstanding moment. And you remember it you in your in your brain, in your soul, in your heart, yeah. in your emotions, and you hear that song again, and you go back to that moment in time where you go right there, and you're back in that moment because it's so real. It's like it's it's an interruption in what's happening going on right now. That 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 is similar to a Kairos moment where God God interrupts time and space. And he says, here's what I want to say. Like, right here. Now, like, do I have those every day? I wish I did. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think that how you explained it right there, um, smell does that a lot. You know, it does. If I smell yeah, something, and right. like, if I don't even, right. I, I will be teleported right back to when I was 16 years old and and maybe the girl next to me in a science class was wearing it as a perfume. Right. And I'll remember that science class. Right. And I'll remember, gosh, it was so warm in that room. And then all of a right. sudden I'm right. like, I see That's things it. on the wall. That's and it. Those are, yeah, it's that. And some people will, and science will probably tell you that, well, that's your brain, just your long-term memory. And sure, that's an explanation. Well, it, here's the thing. Every time I smell fried chicken, I go, that's not my grandmama's fried chicken. There you go. I can tell you that. But, but with a Kairos moment, it's God interrupting and intervening at a moment where he gives you divine divine insight, divine yeah. words. It's not something that's happened in the past. It's like, this is a brand new mm-hmm. thing for you. So those, those moments of uh, reminiscing, uh, yeah. you're telling me that those moments, it, it's it's like it's it has it's, happened. It's an interruption. It hasn't happened, but it has that same vibe and feel. It does. To it. It's like God interrupts where you are, mm-hmm. and He speaks things to you that you remember. And what happened with me was I was listening to this this message, and I thought, you know, I've I've created this whole hierarchy of of what I perceive the kingdom to be. Like, here's here's my version of the key of the kingdom of God. It's like when I was in college, uh, we had this, this saying 
the new American standard version of Christianity. Like, you know, here's what we see Christianity as today. It's like that with the kingdom. But when we go back and look at the very base root of what the kingdom was, Jesus was simply saying this, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love people, love your neighbor as yourself. And then everything else he said and did, he expanded and exposed and told how to do that. So if we go back and redefine our lives by the words of Jesus and by these divine interruptions that God gives us, and he will, if you ask him, he will do it. And they come more often Yeah. if you clear your mind and sit down. I read a book while I was on, on my time away, and it was called The Table of Inwardness by Calvin Miller. It's a, it's, I read several things, but this guy, he, he's a weighty thinker. And one of the things he talked about, and if you sum the whole book up, it's, it's having intimacy with Christ every moment of every day that you can literally do that. Like we relegate it to just the time where we journal and write and pray in the morning. Yes. Important. But there's this other thing where we can walk and have conversation with God and, and include him in our day and talk to him about our day and, and be involved. So now you're talking, you're, you're talking more about kingdom, but this one thing that he talked about, he talked about canonic or canonic meditation where in uh, Philippians two, Jesus came to earth and he, he emptied himself. The word Greek word is kenosis. He self emptied himself of all of his godly prerogatives and powers. Yet he was 100% human. 100% God. Calvin Miller was saying, when you when you go in and pray, if you just go in and start rattling things off, you're going to be praying and using your time with God off of whatever's affected you the night before or the day before. And that's fine. That's okay. But when we're talking about sitting with God, and listening to what he has to say, when we empty our minds and our hearts and we just start, we're an open, we're a, we're an open page, an open book, and then he begins to speak, that's intimacy with Christ. So one interesting thing that I thought of when, when you were, uh, when you were speaking is when, when Christ came, he was, he was human. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when, like myself included, when, when I read about the miracles that was, were performed, you know, I think in the back of your head, you're like, well, he was still, he was, he was God. He could do whatever he wants. But if we look at it through the lens of he was human and he was able to do those things because of God, because of, he was tapping into, and he was very adamant about this with his disciples. Mm-hmm. He was tapping into it and because of his faith mm-hmm. and he, he was telling his disciples, you can move, you can, you can, you can move a mountain if you, if you, if you have the faith. So if we put it in the lens of him being all human mm-hmm. and he was still performing these acts that that leads me to feel like well what can i do if i just have more faith that's the message of jesus in john 15 through 17 give, give tell let them do what i've been doing father let them i i came i left heaven became a man to show them that you can flow through them just like you're flowing through me yes and so as as we talk about righteousness and we talk about these moments in, in of epiphany of of Holy Spirit moments mm-hmm. that those are capable you are capable of those things as a listener, 
you were listening. You you were listening and probably had said, well, not me, maybe maybe Barry. Keith, I am having conversations with myself now that I never would have had had I not had this moment. Like Correct. Like I had conversations I can remember conversations the last few days. And it's like if I would have just been thinking more about the kingdom or what would what would Jesus actually say? I saw this thing on Facebook the other day. It's really cool. You remember what would Jesus do? The bracelets. Yeah. I never had. No, one. I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, WWJD. Well, there's this one thing that had all these letters, like all the, this long list of letters, WWJD. And the, the, the thing underneath it said, what would Jesus do? Jesus would not have put himself in this circumstance to need help to get out of it. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, we manufacture. We do. In my, in my lifetime, almost and I'm not going to say all of them yeah. because there were, there are other humans on this earth mm-hmm. and they uh, left to their own devices are pretty uh, not always good hearted. So that has happened. That's a, a, a true staple of my life that the world has had. I've tried to fight the world and the world bit back. Yeah. Um, but there are, if I were to put a percentage on it, probably 97% of my other problems are self-manufactured. I, yeah. I have a factory that goes 24 seven, to building, uh, building plans. It's called your brain to screw everything it's your brain. up. Yeah. yeah, one of my mentors, Doctor Beechard Moorfield. He lives in Winston Salem, North Carolina. One of the greatest men. Like he can read passages of scripture, memorize just just like that. Like he's got photographic. One of the brightest men I've ever met in my life. Just a great man of God. And he said, every decision that every man makes in his life. Every person, everyone makes decisions based on the tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm. Think about that. Mm. So I'm standing at the tree and the enemy's tempting me and trying to trap me and questioning, making me question what did God really say? And then there's this other tree of eat this and you'll have eternal life. Eat this, eternal life. I'm a firm believer in the garden that the big deal was not, it was the deception of, of the enemy with Eve and then Adam. But I believe part of that deception was giving or tunnel visioning Eve to just focus on what she can't have, not on everything that was available to her that she could have Mm. everything, including including forever young, eternal life. Forever mm. young, eternal life. Yeah. So when you go when you go back and you begin to ponder those things and you begin to think about, okay, Jesus came to rewrite history, but he came to amplify the law. He became the law. And then he answered the requirements of the law in himself so that, so that you and me and anybody else could could enter into this relationship that he calls us all to and begin to walk like he walked. Every time I say that, I think about that Errol Smith, Smith song, Walk This Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine Jesus playing Errol Smith, but I can, when I think of Walk This Way, I'm thinking, I see Jesus walking down the road. One minute he's talking to the disciples. Next minute he's cursing a fig tree. The next minute he walks a few a few miles or a city over and then he's healing people. It's like he's just 
He's just walking through life, going where his father told him to go and encountering people. One of the things from this whole thing that I got is there's nobody important to me except the person in front of me. No, that's that's a good takeaway. Now, well, that's what you can replace person with moment. There's, there's moment. Really, there's exactly. really no important exactly. moment other than the moment you're in you're right now. You're in. And God put you in that moment. Now, most of the time, most of the, sometimes we put ourselves in moments. But here's the thing. Um, if I said this, if I said this, I don't think I said this, but I'll say it now. Uh, the guys in, this morning in the coffee shop, I don't think I finished that, what they said. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't remember. Play it back. Uh, but they said, what did you learn? I, I told them. And I said, you know, there nothing, and this is the revelation, nothing is that important except Jesus and the kingdom. Yeah. That. Don't sweat the small now, stuff and now, remember all of it's small stuff. Yeah. But, and to caveat that thought, seek the kingdom first above all else. And his righteousness. There, there's the way we live. Yeah. If I'm doing that, and I'm I'm seeking the kingdom, living righteously, then I've already created a pathway of understanding, and then I've 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 tiered what's important, and what's what's above all else is the kingdom and righteousness, and then there's all else. So above all else, kingdom and Jesus. And then there's all else. How do I live in the all else world? Seek the kingdom. And you can seek the kingdom wherever you are at any point in time. You can start today. You can start right now. Mm-hmm. You do you everything you've ever done doesn't disqualify you from that. Mm-mm. The promises that God has 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 laid before us in the word uh, will come true. Nothing you have done in this world. Uh, dis, uh, disqualifies you. Mm. It's not, oh, if I came to this church, the doors would fall off and you hear that. Right. Oh, the place would burn down if I even stepped foot. That's not, that's yeah. not act. That's not factual. Right. The, the, the book has been comprised of God using men and women that are incredibly unqualified for the task at hand. And, and he has this knack for it that he loves using the most uh, unqualified, unexpected person to do the most miraculous things. Keith, the whole Bible is full of people that continued to live disqualifying lives. Yeah. I can't think of one person that they, that, they continued and all and the superstars. I can't think of one person that you would have said not. that the a person next to him growing up been like, Oh yeah, well I, I, Moses, I, I saw that coming. You know? What qualifies us is when when Jesus says, "Okay, now look, you you can do all you can do all, but if you drop all this and and follow me, I'll teach you how to be fishers of men." Mm-hmm. And he was saying, "I will give you your qualification, your vocation, and I'll provide for you in in all that, whatever it is. Like, not all of us will stand on a stage and behind a podium." Not all of us will be uh, politicians. Not all of us will be medical doctors. Not all of us will be A, B, C, D, E. But in our lives where God has placed us and where we are, and if we're not in the right place, you know what? I guarantee you this. Every guy, every every guy I know 
that once they started pursuing the kingdom of God, their life got less confusing, mental and emotional fog cleared, people fog and responsibilities cleared, what was important became clear, and God began to bless them because they were seeking after the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. They were seeking his righteousness, living, just living righteously is the doorway, the threshold. And how, how do we do that? Just do what Jesus did. Faith without works is dead. Right. Right. You you, you have to have the faith, right. but you also have to apply it. If I have cucumber seeds and I don't ever put them in the ground and water them, they're, exactly. just, they're, they're just seeds. Exactly. They will never make cucumbers. Uh, I encourage you as a listener that uh, if you want different results, you have to change. Mm-hmm. It's good, Keith. You have to change what you're doing. It's truth. And- the, the life that we are living for Christ, it's not the easiest at all times, but I'll tell you, my worst day as a Christ follower blows away my worst day of not following Christ. You know, that's, that's good. And here's the, here's the other part of that is that my, my perception of what's good and bad is of zero worth unless I see it through the king. Like I look at people different now. Like I like I, I spoke to a couple of people this morning already. And where I left off with one, they started in with the same narrative with me this morning as when I left. Mm-hmm. The same. So that tells me there's been zero growth in their life. There's been zero forward movement. Why? Because they're stuck. Now, part of the kingdom is do I get frustrated and go, oh, my God, here we go again? Or do I say, listen, wake yourself up and get out of this. So Jesus, you know, Jesus was always calling people forward to your point. He was calling them away from where they were, forwarding them toward God. And the only way that they could be forwarded toward God was through him. As we forward toward God, it's through Jesus. And if you if you are not sure how to do that, the simplest route is just to ask. Because God answers. He yeah. does. Now you may not like what he says, but he answers. Yeah. And so okay, we're we'll finish up this episode. I think it's it's uh, called sabbatical. Yeah, that's you know? good. I mean that's sounds good. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, I know that not everyone listening will get an opportunity to just go off on a voyage mm-hmm. um, and and wait for God to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you that in Barry's life as an observer of it, uh, he he it wasn't the time away that that happened. It was the the moment of his heart. Mm-hmm. It was where his heart was being. It mm-hmm. was his trajectory for life that God chimed in. So I don't think everyone needs two months to go away right. to get this moment. Right. I, I don't even think anyone needs any time to go away to right. get this moment. When you're ready, and when I say when you're ready, it's when your heart is ready to allow your ears to listen. One of the ways- God way, will speak. Yes. And one of the ways, yes, it's, it's, it's catastrophic in nature. And what I mean by that is it wrecks- what needs to be wrecked in your life when God speaks. Uh, one of the things that's been very helpful to me is to just write down every day of the week, like literally write it down 
and then begin to explore, well, what do I do during this day? What's important? What what is my actual, what's my, my required schedule? What is my determined schedule? And just begin to explore. And if you can carve out that time and space in your day where you focus on and you listen to God, you can find rest and relaxation and purpose in that. And it will shape and form. I think one of the things that gets us ahead of ourselves is we start worrying about tomorrow. And and when you worry about tomorrow, then you begin to worry about all the days that cascade from that and you miss today. And then there's this pattern. I saw the other day a guy made a statement. Uh, if if you are asking forgiveness for the same thing over and over again, then then you're not to be forgiven because the patterns haven't changed. Yeah. So we pattern our days, we pattern anxiety in our lives when we don't look at it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this, no, stop. Yeah. When we're patterning anxiety, and there's a way to to just realize, first of all, there's nothing in life that important. There's nothing in life that important except Jesus and the kingdom. I, I like it. I want to finish with a with. I want to read you a, a story from the Bible. And I, I again, I, I think that as as I said earlier, it reminded me of two stories in the Bible, mm-hmm. and one of which we talked about. Uh, the if your eyes giving you the problem, cut it out. Uh, and again, we highlight. I, I highlighted that it's it's not about the perfection process of it. It's about the I can do this. Christ saying, telling you, I got this. You just trust in me. So I want to read this second story. I'm going to read it verbatim all the way through. Um, and then I want to discuss what I what I feel the takeaway from this episode is. It's uh, Jesus heals a boy possessed by an, by an impure spirit. Mm. All right. So here we go. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answers, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Being, bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming in the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? The boy's father replied, From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If I can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, and this is the take home, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Now, we'll end the story there. Uh, the Christ ends up removing the, the, the evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but that line I want to really emphasize. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Now, I, I think as... as uh, followers of Christ as Christians, as as men, uh, I think a lot of us have a disqualification built inside of our head. Like, 
that might work for you, Barry, but I don't think it could work for Mm -hmm. me because Mm -hmm. of, um, and belief is a big, faith is a big part of this journey. And, and so this man comes to, comes to Christ and he, he blatantly says, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I have unbelief. And I think that this man could have thought that he was disqualified from, from, from the healing that Christ was about to do. And you know what, on paper, you could absolutely say, well, yeah, he didn't have, he didn't believe it. He didn't have any belief. Why would he be qualified for it? But even so, even in his unbelief, what did he do? Right. So pe- pe- the, the, the story, a lot of people will remember the story as uh, one of the best lines in the Bible. If I can, mm-hmm. Jesus said like, mm-hmm. bro, slow mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. If I can, this story for me isn't about the, the driving out the spirit and, and, and throwing it away. It isn't about uh, the Christ saying you unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? Almost kind of like, come on guys, you guys can do this. It's not about the disciples trying to heal the boy and couldn't. But even, even so, I mean, the fact that they came close was amazing. Uh, the story for me ends with, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. The story for me is that this man, even though he felt he knew he was disqualified because of a lack of faith, what did he do? He came to Christ anyway. Even, even, the, even the most beaten, broken down person, he came to Christ. That's it. Because he came to Christ job done. Yeah, that's that's the redemption factor where I think that Jesus is calling us all to is once we I think I think the guy in the story is a real hero because he he recognized I do believe but I don't, I just I don't I help my unbelief. I don't my, believe believe. My unbelief is bigger than mm-hmm. my belief and I need to get rid of at least he recognized and then Jesus absolutely helped him and helped and I think if we just as uh, like turn off the disqualifier switch in our mind because we all do that. It's yeah. not that none. It's an imposter syndrome gone wrong. Yeah, all of us do that. Like, well, I'm I'm just not good enough. Or no, that's not going to be me. Correct. But I think I think that this guy is this that guy that he could have just said, uh, I, no, I don't. He said, I believe. I'm struggling with this. I believe, but help my unbelief. He recognized that there was as much unbelief in his life as there was belief. And he had to get that eradicated, mm-hmm. and only Jesus can do that. And what did he do? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do works on this earth to eliminate no. it. He just came to Christ. He asked. He brought it to Christ. Right. Asked for it. Right. And God removed it. Yeah. And that is so much the highlight of this episode. Yeah. Of it's not about the works I do so much, mm-hmm. how busy I am so much. Right. Even even if all the works are in God's name, exactly. If I don't come to Him. It can't be done. Again, here's the way, here's the way. And if you're tired and weary, you know, you don't have to take two weeks off. It Rest always helps. Rest and dealing with family issues so that they're off your mind so that you can, you can address them properly. But, but one of the things, if we can carve out space in every day and we can, we can get to that point where we're, we're talking to God, we're writing things down. We're listening to God. We're actually charting, however you do your charting, and 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 actually seeking God's voice and reading His Word. Then there are things that begin to happen because we're designed for them to happen that way. Absolutely. And hey, welcome back. 
It's good to have good my to be friend back. back. Uh, uh, I've missed you over the last two months. Uh, you are very influential in my life and in my Jesus journey. And um, I'm really, really glad you're back. And I'm glad you're in you're in a really good spot. Thanks. And and you as a listener, uh, you aren't disqualified for being in a really good spot too. If you're not, if you're in a good spot right now, yes, go tell as many people as you can about it, and spread as much of that as you can. If you're not in a good spot, ask to be in one. Mm-hmm. You come to you come to Christ even with your unbelief. As long as you come and ask honestly, he tends to grant. (laughs) So, hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Father Seekers Podcast. Uh, My name's Pastor Keith for Pastor Barry. Uh, We will be back again uh, next week. Yes. Next week? Week, 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 week. And I had this feeling like we'll we'll use use the notes that uh, that we came into this episode intentionally, first off, uh, intending to use. So, hey, thank you for listening, and we can't wait to join you again next week.